What's up, and welcome to another episode of Black in the Maritimes. I'm Fidel. I'm Hillary. And I'm Clinton. And this is the first time we're together in the same room after 20, 2019, I think it is? Yeah. I mean, I've been a part of it since November, so uh, I, I made it. I busted out of Ontario, essentially. That's the story. <laughs> Yay. We got History fe- in the making. We, we got effects now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, hot tech. Uh, yeah, so uh, how does it feel? Like, We'll start with Hillary. You just came from uh, Ontario. You're going to be here in Moncton for three weeks? Two weeks. It feels really good. Um, plane ride was really stressful. I sat next to a 15-year-old boy from Grand Falls who had flown to Edmonton, Alberta, did not wear a mask, is completely unvaxxed, and sat next to me. And as we know, I'm going to see my 70-year-old mom with dementia. So that was stressful. My best friend was sat around eight children in the plane. So we were very terrified for a while. And also we've been watching like the numbers changing here. But it feels so good to be home and to see my mom and to see people and to see both of you. It's crazy. It's nice to see you, too. It's very nice to see you. Clinton, how do you feel being outside, seeing <laughs> me and Hillary and, you know, being it, in this space in La Estación? It wasn't as surreal to see you because I've seen you a million times. Probably, yeah. When yeah. I saw Hillary face to face, it was the weirdest feeling ever because I've only ever seen her on a screen. <laughs> always animated, always very video, uh, like, but always on a screen. Um, so that was a weird sensation for about a minute. I got over that pretty quickly. She actually looks exactly like she looks on video so that's fine and uh it doesn't feel weird to be with you two in this room it feels natural and great and like like a great progression well yeah i can see the whole body and the whole face of everybody which is like oh my god i haven't seen that usually i run to my basement and put the microphone on (laughs) and turn the computer on and uh that's how we see it so yeah it's it's nice to be here guys nice to see you uh if you hear the sound it's because we're trying this live thing it's the first time we do it so Sorry about that, but it is what it is. We, we, we only got, you know, this is what we got for now. Hopefully we, we can get this all sorted out. So uh, let's not break the barrier. And, you know, you know people like this podcast because of what we say. Uh, so we're going to talk about the spreading in Moncton. It's uh, New Brunswick is on fire, and it's the first time that it's in Moncton. We have over 64 cases in uh, Moncton? In Moncton. Oh, I didn't know it was in Moncton. Yeah, yeah. All of them are in Moncton. I thought that was all New Brunswick. I, I think that's the whole province. No, but it's like... Uh, but 48 it, were in Moncton. 48 are in Moncton and 64... Okay, yeah. So probably it's like that. But the majority is in Moncton. And uh, Hillary, you and I know people. <laughs> I never. You know what the funny thing is? I didn't know people that had COVID till now. Oh, I have. Since like back in like June 2020, I knew someone that had COVID. I knew them from outside the country, nobody in the province, nobody in Moncton, and this is the first time that I know somebody in Moncton. Moncton One of the first in the hospital. My family caught it, and I lived with them, remember? And we recorded, and I was holed up in my room. So for me, me it's only weird because this is the first time I have to actually be careful about bringing it to my mom. It's one thing if I get it, like, and that was the conversation I had with this 15-year-old boy. Like, I'm not scared of COVID. I don't want my mom to die because I went to third glass that's my biggest concern but i think that it's unfortunate i'm I'm sort of happy that they were able to figure out that it's one person that contributed to 41 of the cases and it's not like 41 different idiots who went around and did something different there's only seven that they didn't know who who brought it and why and were under investigation so that definitely makes me more comfortable 
but I've been careful like waiting in line to go to Mexi's last night I like wore my mask on Main Street I saw other people wearing their mask I saw people wearing their mask in the mall we went to sport check because <laughs> what else do you do in Moncton and people were masked in the mall it seems like a lot of tourists weren't masked but people who are from here were and the staff at most places still are so it's feels like it's a weird in-between vibe right now what I feel is, and I'm going to sound old, is that everybody 20-year-old, 25, 25, just wild the fuck out. And they just went wild. And they just started spreading this thing. So it is a bit odd, uh, to be honest with you, because we've been doing so well for the past two years that now, especially in Moncton, uh, that now it's like we knew Edmonston was crazy mm -hmm. at one time. Uh Fredericton at one time was a little that's where the Delta variant came and uh, Moncton was been you know we had a couple of cases but never like this like now that like we're like seeing some N in the tunnel yeah we we got this whole young people being crazy. I don't I don't know if it's fair to say that young people are wilding out because again it seems like it was one person that spread it to around 40 people well, in Moncton, right? What I saw, I, I would say that it's not wiling out, but the government New Brunswick website said that the majority of, or maybe it was a CBC article, the, the majority of 20 to 29s aren't getting that. Like, the, the, they're oh, not really? that. Yeah, so it's that's what it is. Okay, okay. of wiling out and also them not being vaccinated that's spreading it to even, like, like, some of the people that I know that have it right now of that group, they are vaccinated and they're holding up just out of, like, due diligence, but they're not having adverse symptoms. But there's apparently some people in that cohort who have, like, zero vaccines so there's still a big need for the 20 to 29 year old group in new brunswick to get vaccinated apparently they're the least that's crazy because like friday night before we went to green like i had a big talk with everyone in my salon spa and we were saying that like we we're going to make it mandatory a lot of us weren't going to be wearing masks some of us were we didn't care if the 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 clients wore masks or not and then boom next day 17 cases boom next day 18 cases and we had to rethink everything we're all still pretty much wearing masks and we make it mandatory for clients but just to comment on what you said hillary um most clients come in and they just have a mask on and we don't even ask mm -hmm. them about it they people still want to wear masks currently yeah. and because they don't know who's enforcing what i think people just generally take their masks with them yeah. wherever they go i'm just gonna say if you're 20 to 29 get fucking vaccinated it's not that hard please, please. It, i mean th that's the thing i think the the funny thing oh the, the police or the ambulance is waiting so this is Hopefully this is live it's a wild night in Moncton. it's a wild night in Moncton. Sirens <laughs> like we're recording this uh august 11 and right now 13 cases of COVID 19 11 are in zone one which Today. is Moncton, yeah. and two in zone two so it's spreading again eh? yeah it, it is spreading so i would not be surprised if we go to yellow i've i've heard conflicting things between like the waiting until the end of the summer helping the economy regrow i don't know um as no offense as long as it doesn't happen next week i don't care nova scotia's <laughs> thinking about closing the border to us again right yep they are thinking PEI as well. well. Oh, I'm, I'm, I was supposed to go to PEI this weekend. So The travel-related case was someone who came back from Halifax. Who had come taken a flight, though, right? They got off at the airport in Halifax. From my understanding, someone picked up somebody in Halifax and drove them here, and then they went out downtown to all of the bars that were listed, like Wise Guys and Third Glass and Furnace Room, etc. Yep. But <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> the problem is not... You know, you going out and have fun and everything. The problem is that these people don't want to get vaccinated. Yeah. And 
if we had another way, I would say to you, sure, if there was a pill, if there was something, but there is no other way. Just get vaccinated and just, if I think it's 75, right now we are 70%. Uh, if we can get to 80% of vaccination, we would be fine. We're at 80% for the first, first but we're dose. still yeah, at 70 but the for second. the second. Because yeah. again, if we have two people from COVID in the whole province, that's not bad. That's okay. That's that's not going to affect any hospital, but we're getting 11 people and those 11 are spreading to other people and other people. And that might, that might be an issue, but, uh, having that said, I'll well, go ahead. I was just going to say the concern with that as well as like, so next week, the nursing home my mom's at is not making masks mandatory as well. So it's just the, that, like, that's the bigger fear because the, like, on the one hand, it's if it continues spreading, there's still going to be variants. So if 15% never do get vaccinated, they're going to bounce around this variant. But then the other fact is when people start to lower their restrictions, like the nursing home, and I can go in unmasked, but I went out to those places the night before, I would be fucking over my mom. It's crazy. It's it's just a very big domino effect. And I think that a lot of young people, like that kid on the plane with me, doesn't realize how far the domino does cascade. Yeah, and, and that's the problem. I think that the younger, and again, not on younger, because the person I know is not young, and they have it. That's what I was yeah. getting at. Yeah. I, I'm not going to, they're not young, but that person hangs out with a lot young of people, people. For, for, for that age, and that's how they caught the, the virus. However, they don't want to get vaccinated. They're like, oh, I feel like, you know, like some people get the disease and they still are vaccinated. I'm like, yes, it's not supposed to, it's not a cure. It's just, you're not going to die. That's, that's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But anyways, uh, hopefully this happens and this goes away, uh, eventually, or we will live with it forever. We don't know whatever happens. Uh, but the federal government is actually thinking of doing a vaccine password for people who are going to travel. So Ottawa said that they might have, by next month, uh, they might have a vaccine password for people that have to jump in in the plane. This is to protect uh, international waters and people that if you come uh, in from Canada and if you go out from Canada, you'll have to have it. So uh, myself, I need to travel, so I'm probably going to get it. I'm fully vaccinated. But uh, what's your take on it, Hillary? We all technically have vaccine passports for like getting these vaccines when we were kids in high school. To me, it's not that weird of a concept. I'm 100% for it as someone who enjoys travel. My family like immigrated from here on the black side. I would love to go to Dakar and see where my grandmother's from. I'm, as we've said multiple times, I'm fully vaccinated and I'm fully for it. Like, I think there's no better way to prove it. It felt like I honestly was really concerned having to bring, because I did have to bring my papers to prove I was vaccinated to get into the nursing home. I would have preferred something that wasn't those only original documents. If there's a way to transfer that information to a vaccine passport that's legitimized, that I just carry with my IDs, it would be easier than bringing my only piece of paper from the Ministry of Health of Ontario. So I'm all for it. <laughs> what about you, Clinton? Pretty soon, though, it's going to be available digitally through an app in New Brunswick, at least. Like, you just log into the GNB website and uh, you'll be able to show it that way. I think I think that will apply. And I mean, vaccine passports, it's funny because all the like conspiracy theorists and anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers have been saying that Canada is going to do this and they make it seem like a huge conspiracy theory, uh, and which sometimes they're true. Like They're not theories or maybe there was actual information supporting that, but they make it seem like an evil thing. I don't think that it's an evil thing. I mean, you have to have... Uh, 
what's it called, a passport to travel anyways. And there are certain countries that you've never been able to go with without making sure you got certain vaccines before you went to them to make sure you didn't catch something there and bring it back. So it's a natural evolution of things. And I mean, that's why I got the first shot, to be honest with you. I was hesitant myself. I'm not against the vaccine. I, not that I don't think it would work. I had those, um, I'm a bit immunocompromised, so I had some concerns about possible side effects. But in the end, I mean, I got it because I wanted to travel. And if you have to have a passport to travel, it's, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a violation of my charter of rights. It's not, it's not taking away my freedoms. It's just something that you have to do to help keep people safe. And I'd be okay with it. I mean, but we're not the only country doing it. I think that's we 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 have to check that uh, the UK is doing it. Uh, I think the European Union is trying to do like a universal vaccine passport. Uh, but we're not the only ones that's going to do it. Uh, more countries are going to jump on the bandwagon, or they're already in the bandwagon. I think if you if you have to go to New Zealand or Australia, you have to have like some kind of vaccine proof. But uh, you you did give a right point there, a good point there that uh, you know we're going to have these anti vaxxers people protesting because of their rights and uh, like all this thing. And for me. It's a bit silly because I, I do get the hesitancy. Like you, you can't be sure about anything, and that's that's completely fine. But a passport and a mask is not the big deal. I mean, it's just a paper and it's just a mask. So, uh, have you guys? Hillary hasn't seen it, but have you seen the anti-vaxxers march in Moncton? I wasn't there for it, but I saw videos of it. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's crazy. Have it's they like, done more than one? Like ten. Oh. <laughs> No, I had no but, idea. But it's a group of people. It's a, it's a group of people, all white. Not, not not saying. Of course. <laughs> I haven't seen a black person yet. There. They're thugs. They're all thugs. <laughs> hey, I'll be honest with you. I know some friends that are black that they're you know that they don't want to have it. They're they are. Oh, my brother is very against yeah, it. Yeah. So. Oh, go ahead. Finish what you're saying. Yeah, it's not a black or white thing. That I'm just saying. So just, just <laughs> everyone in Moncton that's in these marches happens to be. Yeah, they just happen to be white and you know wear camo and boots and probably have country songs that's not here or there in all fairness the same thing at the anti-vax marches like at trinity bellwoods in toronto they also all fit the exact same profile there aren't like people of color standing outside there doing that either so yeah. but but yeah they in moncton it's a uh, in, in new brunswick itself it's just a couple of people and it, it it's just crazy you've so. seen them yeah, I seen, I seen. Like you stood on the sidelines and watched the march. I would, if I'd have known, I might have gone and just taken a look. The funny thing is, I was driving in Main Street. Yeah. And I see these people. There's like ten of them. There's not ten, maybe ten, twelve of them, and they have signs. And I'm like, what is going on here? And the cops are there, and I'm like, what's happening? And I see that they are like, oh, mass is it's not a. You're, you're taking our rights away for mass. Uh, this is a dictatorship. I'm like. I'm like, these people need to go to Venezuela or North Korea or places that there's a really, a real dictatorship. <laughs> but also like the idea of like no shirt, no shoes, no service. Like this isn't the first time that like a business, it, it, you do not own that business. It's not your right to go into that place. If it's private property, it is up to those business owners to keep their clientele safe. And if they deem that this is how you keep it safe, then that's up to them to adhere to that policy or that law. And you're, you're not fucking welcome then. Like if you think that it's, um, harming your rights, take your business some results. Which is interesting also just because I saw a, a Facebook post about like um, how all of the anti-mask and anti-vaxxers are apparently the ones who cared the most about trying to save the economy because they're the ones who are trying to keep shopping throughout this. But 
like that, that's such a counterintuitive thought because the anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers are the reasons why we had to keep going back to yellow and back to red and back to all of these restrictions because they weren't helping like the, the science and the medical field end this faster. So I don't agree with that post, but anyway. The question is where does everyone get these shared views from, right? I mean, we all have our views and we all agree on things and don't disagree on things, but why do so many people have the exact same views? And it's probably social media, right? It's probably propaganda being fed out by, um, I don't know who it's being fed out by, but it's just like, where are they getting it from? Uh, something I've been thinking a lot about lately is this whole concept of rights anyways, right? So that we there is this idea of what we think our rights should be and we can all have we can all believe our rights are completely different and then there's rights that the government gives you uh, the charter of rights it's it's in a country, whatever country you live in, it's actually the government that decides what your rights are. And if you don't like what they say your rights are, you have the right to try to attain power and work to change those rights on paper. Um, I read the Charter of Rights and nothing has been violated no. by anything that's happened in the past year. No. I've even watched many videos that attempted to quote the Charter of Rights while leaving out key pieces of information that support the idea that the government has the right to suspend certain rights or change your rights based on their local municipal laws or provincial or federal. So again, no one's rights are being violated. Um, we're not as we're not, freedom is in a lot of ways a make up made make believe concept. Like we only have the rights that are given to us by the country we live in, which yeah. is sucks, but that's the reality of it. If you don't uh, like it, you go live on a mountain or the forest, and you don't be, you don't, you're not a part of society if you don't want to. I think also freedom is subjective because you, you're right. What you, you think is freedom doesn't necessarily mean freedom to me. However, there's laws and regulations that we are all supposed to, you know, abide on. But my problem and my take is this: is that you know. This is not just affecting one person. If it was affecting one person or a group of people, maybe that would be something. Mm -hmm. But this is affecting everybody in the whole world. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not a problem that's just happening in Moncton or in Fredericton or in Toronto. Or in, it's happening in Zimbabwe. It's happening in Nigeria. It's happening. Ooh, that's a loud... Uh, ambulance uh, but anyways this is something that is happening everywhere so the fact that people are like oh these people don't know what they're talking about like nobody knew that this was going to happen like mm -hmm. nobody knew this was going to happen yep. we are all learning how it goes so the fact that you're thinking that your rights are being violated for something that has never happened yep. in a hundred years yep. you know it's crazy because you don't know that because this has never happened Ever. So, you know, that, that's I think that's the problem when when you, we talk about the, the freedom of rights and things like that. I'm, I agree. There's no violation in any shape or form. But the problem is, like, everybody's going through it. So and, and we're lucky in the Atlantic provinces that we haven't had it that bad, because if you go to places like in Spain, people were people couldn't even go get groceries. Like, they couldn't even go get groceries to, like, only if you lived in a five-people home, only one person could go out to get the groceries and come back, and everybody had to stay inside. Well, at one point in Ontario, it was that way. Like, if you brought multiple people to, like, you weren't allowed to be multiple people in Best Buy and Sobeys. Like, you were one person from the household. You had to leave the other people in the car. So it's 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 been harder also in different places of this country, too, and it's... 
It's ridiculous. Uh, and it has nothing to do with freedom. It's just that we're, people are trying to handle it. Experts are trying to handle it the best way that they can, right? And I think people put too much of an onus on scientists and experts to just think that everything is understood with the snap of a finger. Yeah. Like people don't get that science is hard. We all know things because we can Google them, and then yeah. we think we're smart, but we have no idea how much work it takes to to have scientific proof of like a one sentence statement. That takes years of research. Scientists like trying to research microscopic things you can't even see, and then try to determine how that might affect the immune system of people all over over the planet. We all have different immune systems all over the planet. And you know, even if a scientist if even if scientists guessed something based on evidence a year ago and then that changed, it doesn't mean that they were lying or that they're stupid. Mm-hmm. That's how science works. Yeah. You you look at evidence, you come up with theories, you test those theories, and if they work, you stick with them. If they don't, you tear it apart and you try something else. And like the other thing too with that is that like all the people who are saying that they would they want to get vaccinated once there's data, you're going to be waiting years. Like, even though I believe that they had enough data to release these vaccines and I think that I'm going to be fine, it's going to take a very long time for them to test the general populace on what was effective, what wasn't, the the mixing of vaccines, who had Pfizer, who had Moderna, who had AstraZeneca, who had like Sinopharm over in Asia. Like it's to get all of those results and then make a decision is going to take years. And by that point, there will be so many mutations that I would not want to see what that result is like. Yep. It's going to be messy. Again, this is new. This is brand new. Like, how do you expect a scientist to know what's going on right away of something that nobody knew that it existed? That's part of the problem with a lot of the resistance, though, is all the the theories. And even if they're true, like it was planted, it's it's man-made, it's from China, it's a a plot by billionaires to get richer, it's it's the next move towards the one world order. But you know what the funny thing is? I'm not saying it's not, by the way. But but, but that's a simple way to look at it. It. Like if a sci- the way like I said the way a scientist looks at this we wouldn't understand a quarter or an inch of what they're doing, but it's easier to say billionaires planted on it or it's a it's a it's the easiest way that because we can all understand it. Yep. That's why conspiracy theories are so popular because they're easy to understand. It's easy to understand that oh a rich guy that has money did it or a bat that you ate a bat then oh this microgen in this thing they did and the, and the composition of that and that like if it's too difficult we wouldn't we'll be like what the fuck is this i don't know i don't i don't get it but even if even if like part of me does sort of believe that like i wouldn't be surprised if the government had a hand in making this thing but i don't believe that like the 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 scientists aren't actually trying to fix this and that isn't also taking an extremely long time like we're fortunate enough that some of this could be based off of like SARS from O2 because it's just like a derivative of SARS to make the vaccine. Like we're lucky that we even have that much knowledge or information to base this off of. But the conspiracy theory, let's say that is that billionaires are using this to capitalize on it. Yeah, they are. Well, Why they wouldn't have. they? They're, they're people. They're billionaires. They're sure. capitalists. Or that all oh, these drug corporations are just trying to make billions off the vaccine. Yeah, of course they are. They already but do that off doesn't, of But that doesn't mean that COVID's not out there killing people and exactly. that it's not real and that it's not dangerous and that people aren't trying to actually come up with a vaccine that doesn't kill people. Yes. But you, you know look at... I mean? Here's uh, somebody that told me... I have a friend in Dubai. He's a doctor. Mm-hmm. And he told me something that is amazing. He says, makeup causes cancer. Alcohol, pop, they cause diabetes. These are things that are killing us every day. We, mm-hmm. cigarettes, cause cancer. 
mm-hmm. and we are fine mm-hmm. taking it. We don't we don't conspire against the government. We don't uh, uh, things that they're selling us. They're already selling us this shit. This is Pepsi's yep. already there, Coca Cola's already there, Marlboro's still here. Like these things are literally killing us all day, every day, and nobody's saying a conspiracy theory about it. But this is a brand new thing that nobody knows. Nobody knows where it came from. Nobody knows how how they're going. But they have to say, oh, it's the government. But what about everything else that we're doing? Like, it's not the government. It's a, it's a private company. Well, it's part of the, like, those things help, like, give rewards to our little centers, right? Like, it's better the devil you know than the devil you don't. And it's not instant death. Ha- half of the people who are, aren't vaccinated are the ones who snorted coke with me. You don't know what the fuck was in that, guys. Yeah. So, like, really? But they even said that to the kid beside me who was like, I don't want to get vaccinated. And I'm like, you're holding a Gatorade in your hand. Do you really know what all of those ingredients are? Do you know what yeah. xanthan gum does in your, like, whatever the fuck? Like, it, it's just... It's a fear of the unknown. It's hating the feeling of losing their rights because they're stuck inside and because they are forced it's, to change and they don't is. like their normal. Yeah. Because we don't it's know fear. anything about anything we do. I know that half of the skincare shit that I put on, like, it says it's 1% retinol, but I don't know what that percentage is in terms of everything else I put on my face. I just hope I look cute at the end of the day. But, like, I could make my face could melt off in 30 years. I won't know. So I got vaccinated. <laughs> I think uh, if you guys can, the Killer Mike, who's a rapper, has a, has a series on Netflix. And he talks about uh, soda, how soda kills millions of people every day. Millions of people. And, it's, and the diet one has aspartame that kills a lot of people as well. We don't give a fuck. And we're still drinking Pepsi and we're still drinking all of this shit and we're still wearing makeup because we don't understand what's in it. We just rather live with it. But now that we have a vaccine and COVID-19, we want to make sure we want to we want to have an enemy. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing. We want to have an enemy like, oh, we got to pin the phone or somebody. We can all rally together. Exactly. We can all rally together. Like, no, that doesn't work that way. It's it's a disease, just like everything. And again, if it worked that way, why don't we go against what's already been killing us before? Yeah. We could have all rallied together, though, if everyone would have understood that science was on our side. Co- I do believe that COVID is the enemy, and I often believe that the government is the enemy, but getting vaccinated was how I counteracted that so that I believe the world could get back to a slight normal. I wasn't going to hate COVID and then just, like, not wear a mask and go to Shoppers Drug Mart and buy my chips with no repercussions. Yeah, devil's advocate. Science absolutely on our side. Yes. But there's, the I guess, the belief that some scientists are corrupt and working with corrupt people within the gut and stuff like that. I, I, It's really, I think, like, just the fear of the unknown, right? Coca-Cola is killing us slowly, but you can drink a Coke and you know that it's been around forever. When you drink it, you don't die right away. There's this fear that if you take a shot, you're going to grow a third arm or or have a blood clot and then you're dead. Um, Is it really bad to have a third arm? You will be a social media star. <laughs> You'll be on Instagram. Everybody will look at you like, is it that bad? It like, really? And the thing with Coke bad. is that everyone's like, well, it used to have cocaine in it, so at least it's better now than it was. <laughs> like, if you mutate because of COVID, everybody would know who you are. You'll be an Instagram star. You'll, you'll have millions of likes. Again, it's not that bad. Just take Kelly's the vaccine. Like, <laughs> there's always a way like, to huh, swing how it. How do I get a third there's... arm? <laughs> Look, there's a guy that has a big neck, and he has like 3 million followers because he has a big neck. That's it. That's all he has. And people are like, oh, he has a big neck. Let's all follow him. So if you have a third arm or, co- or the vaccine gives you a third eye, you'll be popular. 
and at the end of the day, I think by now there have been enough people vaccinated that those that are still sitting on the fence, I think there's been enough data, like you said. You know, you don't have to wait years. I think billions of people have been vaccinated and there's been no short-term effects. Yeah, just like with your makeup, in 30 years, everyone who got vaccinated might explode. And the, the few people that didn't are the ones that are going to take over the world and be yeah. the next, you know, the next generation of humans. But I, I know somebody with kids right now who is still hesitant because of what's in it. And like, I've been vaccinated since my first dose in April and I'm still alive in here. So there's some people are going to wait, but how long are you willing to wait before you feel satisfied that all of your friends didn't grow a third arm, get a big neck, mutate? Yeah, I... I started on a medication in 2019 for my eczema that I don't have to pay for. I get it under compassionate care. And now it's covered under benefits partly, but it costs $2,400 a month. What? I have to put a needle in my stomach twice a month to keep my skin under control. Because before I had that and some other new medications that just came out, I had some of the worst eczema anyone's ever seen, including my dermatologists. But I went on this medication with the same fears. Like, it's a brand new medication. It came out in like 2018. I started taking it in 2019. And I had to go get blood work every two weeks for like six months to make sure nothing weird was happening to my liver. And now I'm great and it's completely changed my life and it's been fantastic. And the point is like there's always that fear of the, the unknown, of the new medicines, of the new medications. Because science is complicated. But I... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, even old medications, like, there was a bigger chance of every single woman who takes the pill getting blood clots than the blood clot yeah, percentages from... Yeah, that is from, something that's not talked about enough. Yeah, like, I'm on the pill, and I'm not... I'm, the pill is dangerous. <laughs> the pill is extremely Super dangerous. dangerous. It also yeah. is worse for people who have breast cancer history in their family, and my aunt has had it, my mom has had seven cysts and one tumor. I'm still fucking taking that because I don't like the alternative options that are presented to me. The All of the women who, when they first came out with this cervical cancer vaccine had a lot of horrible very initial side effects and pain and like bad things that happened to them so this isn't the first time it's just the first time that it's a global thing and that people think that they know more from reading a facebook status than listening to their scientists that's a whole podcast women's health is severely yeah. neglected <laughs> and not cared about women, women it, get it worse than dangerous women get it no worse than, about it. than everybody else women get it worse than everybody else i Thank think you. and i think i think that's what the thing is it's like i think the the fact that we have social media which it, it expands all of this thing you know like it's like a mega everybody has a megaphone now yep. and everybody can say whatever they want without no consequences mm -hmm. yep. and i think that's one of the biggest problems now we didn't have that if this would have happened 20 years ago i think we would have been better i think it would have been just going away because i remember we had the bird flu in the early 2000s and it only went in china and it didn't spread because everybody took the everybody listened to the government everybody took the right precautions and it went mm -hmm. but we didn't have the Twitter or the Facebook or the, <laughs> the pros and cons of that for sure. Instagram. I'm not saying we shouldn't have social media and that people shouldn't have voices because it has changed the world in a lot of good ways and brought attention to a lot of real issues that, you know, if just the government and the billionaires that own the media control the news, that's not good either. But it does create huge problems when everyone gets to give their two cents and, um, you know, Joe Nobody, if they have a loud enough voice, can ha get billions of followers and they don't know what the hell they're talking about, but everyone will start listening to them. A great example is our last episode that we have, uh, we, we did the advertising. Have you guys looked at the comments? Oh my gosh, of course. <laughs> oh my gosh, I've just been reading them, reading them. 
I there's this little song. white French kid who thinks he's going to be a hip-hop producer, and I, I haven't made a comment because of our comments, but I screenshotted it, and I just want to write, like, you know, thanks for the, for the N-word comment. I hope you never blow up, because we're going to be posting these screenshots. Yes. The funny thing is, like, like, usually I delete the racist comments, but this one because it was, it, it was about, a specific one about the end where I was like, you know what, I'm gonna learn right because we like in my mind was like, there's gonna be a lot of racism. Exactly. There's gonna be a lot of that's gonna happen. But the amount of people that are saying stuff that are white and they don't know what they're talking about, it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, people saying like, you guys are bringing attention to the word because there's well, there's not a problem, but you're just so desperate for attention that you're the ones making the world racist by talking about the N word. Well, that's Shut that's up. the same thing as the work that we're doing with the with the survey and everyone was like, by teaching race theory, oh you're bringing gosh. racism to kids. Kids aren't born racist. Well, unfortunately, like, their fucking families are racist yeah. and they live with them. And then they hear these Joe Blows saying the N word around the house and then they call me the N word when I'm a child. So unfortunately, Unfortunately, that's a real reality. But bring, yeah. bringing that back is the thing. These the social media is a gift and a curse, like you say, Clinton. Yeah. It it's amazing. Uh, it, it reach out. It changes things. But the amount of people that don't know what they're talking about, or even you know what? Because I see the data. A lot of these people don't even listen to the podcast. They just see the title and they just comment. They get and, angry. They see the word black. Yeah. And it's like you haven't even heard the goddamn thing, and they comment about. It. And that's the problem that we have with the COVID-19 and the vaccine and everything else. It's just that a lot of people that don't know, they, they have the right because they can and they just go and do it. But that's that's been a, a thing for a really long time. Like even like a, a very famous celebrities will tweet for the first time in forever. And the first comments are always like the most disgusting, like Justin Bieber, I want you to shove your cock down my and like a bunch of things. But it's just to get that like first tweet in, be the first person to respond so that people see it at the top and like it and engage with it and try to get them to engage for no purpose. It's just to get attention and be annoying. None of those people listen to our podcast or know what's going on at all. Same thing with the comments on the survey. Most of those people didn't complete the survey. A lot of those people didn't have black kids. None of them even really read the prompt that said that we were just trying to teach black children or help black children have um, representation in schools. It wasn't about teaching racism. No one ever read the fucking thing. They just started commenting about how they hated race theory. It was so, yeah. It was just and they don't give a fuck theory. either. Yeah. They watched they, a five-minute YouTube video about someone getting angry about this critical race theory, and they just use that as the new race card, or race baiting is the new word. Yeah. Oh, you guys are just race baiting. There's not a problem. You're creating the problem by race baiting because you're so desperate for attention. Again, they don't give a fuck. They just want to be hurt. That's it. Of course. That's it. Which is why I think that there should be, like, there should be a way or a a method that your your name and your information gets associated with whatever handles that you have, just so that there is, because it's not. I don't think it's fair that there's just absolutely no repercussions, especially with like hate crimes or actual like severe threats. It's one thing to call me the n-word on social media. It's another one to like say things about children or other things like that. Like there should be an actual consequence. And then you will have the people you're taking our freedom of anonymity. Like see that's the thing. Like everybody's gonna bitch and complain about that too. Everyone's gonna bitch and complain about everything (laughs) until we die. (laughs) It's way worse than being called the n-word in terms of racism but that that definitely does cut deep sometimes. Sure. Anyways what I will tell you 
get the fucking vaccine. I mean, if you get a third eye, cool, put it on Instagram, we'll follow you and you'll be a millionaire, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Just get the goddamn vaccine. Unless you cannot, if it legally, if medically you cannot get it, because some people cannot get it. Mm-hmm. Because, but if not, get the fucking vaccine, because nobody's ever going to be happy. So we are going to change to uh, our last topic, which I just got this. Uh, it smells like an election. In Canada, it it seems like the liberal government, uh, because the reason, it seems here that the reason that they didn't have it is because they didn't have a a governor, uh, general, general, which they have now. Okay. So now the liberal government is kind of saying that they're going to put an election. They haven't said it yet, but they're kind of saying it. And Aaron O'Toole, which is the conservative uh, leader, saying that it's too early because of COVID-19. So did Jack Meat, right? Uh, yeah, so did Jack Meat. So, uh, I mean, we're going to go with Hillary. What's your take on this? I don't know anymore. Like, I I guess I feel weird again about elections being called during COVID, but of course they're going to use that to their benefit, that, like, they tried their best, and the, I don't know all the work that they've done with the Indigenous. Like, I don't know how Justin Trudeau's going to position himself, but, I, like, I'm not that surprised. Like, if you can... If I don't understand politics the best out of the three of us, but if you can just call an election wherever and you think you did your due diligence during the pandemic and you helped give... <laughs> you gave the Black people emancipation day and you gave the indigenous indigenous people's day yes can we have the clapping sound effect please thank you (laughs) so if justin trudeau did those things and he thinks he's going to win it again especially where the conservatives recently had that um what was it they couldn't really decide or agree on the having climate change be part of their like their what's mandate exactly so policies they're moving forward if justin Trudeau thinks he can ride on the fact that like the world is burning and the conservatives don't care and he thinks he did a good enough job during the pandemic then why the fuck not yeah that may be what about you clinton well i just i i'm surprised because i don't know how justin trudeau is trending right now but i i felt like he wasn't super popular lately and i could be wrong i mean he's getting heavy criticism for the failures to keep certain promises to indigenous people and i don't know like i is he trending like i I feel like it would be a bad time to call an election i remember every day when everyone was glued to the tv watching his updates about covid like he was the most popular guy in canada and then i just i haven't heard a word i maybe i'm not following the news like i used to but i haven't heard a word from him in months i feel like he went under the radar for a while and it's just surprising to me to hear that there may be an election coming up i feel like he's gonna lose some seats there's a lot of talk about you know the ndp not new brunswick at the moment but the ndp you know gaining popularity and power and that's going to how that's going to split the liberal vote and give the conservatives more power in the next election it's really surprising i just heard about this two seconds ago and it's really surprising to me he did announce it today or yesterday 300 million to finally help the indigenous search the rest oh. of the residential schools <laughs> and, we're and an then election. we've got the green party drama with anime paul so it t- this oh, might be a really a time smart for, time yeah. i think and this is my take on it i think what's happening is is that people hate Doug Ford in Ontario that they are not gonna vote conservative, <laughs> and people hate uh, the guy from Alberta. What's his name? Um, oh my gosh! I don't remember. Talked, uh, John? No, 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 no. John Smith. I was gonna say John. Tory, no, 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 no. No, I can tell you right um, now. Jason, Kenny, Kenny, Jason, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. Yeah. I'm yeah. start with a J. I, I think people hate Doug Ford and Jason Kenny right now so much 
that they're not going to go conservative. So I'm thinking that the play is, well, the conservatives are going to lose seats in Alberta, which that's what holds the majority. So the NDP would get seats there because they're not going to go liberal. So they would lose seats there. The liberals will gain Ontario and the swing state or swing province, which is the Maritimes, is going to go liberal and conservative, which that's what we usually go. And they're probably going to get a majority. That's what I think is going to happen. Do you think they get rid of Jason Kenney, though, now that they're allowed to be maskless and BC is also maskless? Like, do you think that that maybe won him back some love? No, because the problem with him is that he fucked with the doctors and he oh. fucked with the oil people. And like the thing about it, Alberta, they were all happy until they took their oil away. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's good. That, as soon as they took that shit out, they were like, "Oh shit, there's no more high-paying oil jobs," and they're and they're not coming back. That's yeah. the problem. They're not coming back. And I think the problem with Jason Kenney is that he capital he he promised those jobs to come back, and they're not coming back. Not because he doesn't want to, it's because he was banking on the Keystone, Keystone. pipeline and then and Joe Biden killed that, it. Right? It's, yeah. it's dead. Yeah. <laughs> So that's not happening. So he doesn't have jobs. Uh, he did a really bad job with COVID. So I think a lot of people are pissed off in Alberta. And again, Alberta is not a liberal place. They vote conservative for NDP. So I think what they're hoping is, is that the NDP takes those votes and the liberals get the majority. Again, this is all just theories. Uh, I'll be honest with you. At this point in time, it doesn't it, it doesn't make any sense having an election. It just doesn't make any sense getting all this money away. But uh, again, we it, we didn't want to have an election in New Brunswick, and we had one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're the they have their analysts working at, at that twenty four seven. If they think it's a good time to have an election, then it's probably going to turn out in their favor. If the liberals have been analyzing this every minute of every day, and they're waiting for the right time to amass more power, if they throw an election, they're probably going to come out the way they want to. To and be honest with you, I think the thing with us in Atlanta, Canada, is like we're going to go one or the other. We never change. How many years has it been? Forever. Is it just two years since Justin Apparently. was elected again? Yeah. yeah, two years. So this is like the new trend, eh? Just throwing, like you said, like yeah. flash elections. Yeah. Again, Blaine, Blaine, <laughs> he, today? Blaine Higgs had a year and a half. Yeah, ridiculous. He, but he was a, being challenged heavily. Yeah. Everyone was, he called everyone's bluff. Hey. They were all saying that they were going to force an election. And he was like, yeah, bring it. What did we admire Blaine Higgs for August eleventh? Yeah. Where's the conditioning? Yeah. While I'm here, I'm just gonna go knocking on some doors and be like, "Where the fuck is this human being?" I yeah. mean, I uh, thought that you knew who it was uh, gonna uh, be. Again, yeah. we need the news organizations to really start. Focusing yeah, and on I and I thought that well, that person hasn't talked about it, so I'm not sure what happened. Which now I'm wondering too, what the hell is happening? Uh, what I'm thinking is that Hig is backtrack because again blaine hicks panders a lot right he says whatever people wants to hear and then he's like oh okay let's 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 walk it back <laughs> like i'm not i'm not saying shit so i think i think again that is a good question and we should talk about that we should we should talk about that where the hell is it i thought there was one person that i knew that was considered for that job and we all thought he had the job uh and i thought it was a great person that I think out of one of the people that was supposed to have it, I think that was one of the best people to be in that. But I'm not sure what the hell happened. Uh, but yeah, we should follow that. So, all right. We gave people a good 40, 45 minutes. Do you guys have anything else to say? Well, one, I think we should contact CBC about the racism commissioner. Two, I think we should contact CBC about our TikTok 
that hit uh, one of our TikToks hit um, one million one hundred thousand views. We have another one with two hundred thousand views. I don't know what happened. We have four thousand followers now. If you're listening and you're not following, join the club. Apparently now it's a really big club. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, that's it. I guess that's it. I'm Cropper on social media, and I'm here in New Brunswick in person, and I can't believe it. Yay! What about you, Clinton? Um, glad that you're here. I mean, that's if even if this green bubble is a very short bubble, I got to see my daughter, sister-in-law, family. My mom got to go to PEI. Got to see my sister from Nova Scotia. I hope we don't go back to yellow. I hope that the, you know that outbreak in Moncton is contained. Although I know you said eleven cases is a lot, and at the same time, it's it's not. But yeah, I you know. Wash your hands. <laughs> hand sanitizer. Keep your mask on. Like, I don't know. I, I hope we I hope we don't go back to yellow. But at least I gotta say, if we do, this was a nice little breather window of uh, seeing family. I'll be honest with you. This is what's great. This is the first time we do the podcast. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I I feel really good about this. I think this is uh this is amazing that I got glad to see you guys all together and we're interacting. Nice. Uh, so yeah, this is this is this is a win. This yeah, is this definitely is, a win. Yeah. So super fun. So again, uh, just uh, follow us on TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Twitter at Black in the Maritimes. Please donate on Patreon or PayPal. This makes the show grow. And again, uh, leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Peace out. Bye. Peace.